Good morning, everyone. This is Amy Wenslow. Today, we're going to talk about how do you carve out time for your project, because I know that life happens and um, we all want to move things forward really well. Before I dive into that, a little bit about ground rules, because I know we've got new people on the call today. I'm not an attorney, so none of this is legal advice. I work with intellectual property pretty much all day, every day. I have a street smart perspective about what to do with IP, but I cannot give legal advice. I do speak for the United States Patent and Trademark Office on commercialization, but not on legal topics. So um, if we venture into that with one of your questions, I'll let you know when it's something that you should, really should be talking to your attorney about. And I've been developing products for well over 23 plus years, I guess, right now, for large volume sales in the United States. So that's the perspective that you're hearing, and we have clients in every, everywhere from hardware, plumbing, fashion accessory, skin care, baby products, pet products, um, it runs the gamut. With that, I'm imagining we're all here because uh, time is pretty important. And for the most part, we all buy solutions. We buy things that save us time, make us money, sometimes things that save us money, but mostly we want to be more towards the make money and save time. With that, a um, couple points here at the beginning. Um, I'm going to run through about mm, five, ten minutes of content, and then I'll open up the lines and we'll take questions. And your questions can be on anything. It doesn't have to be about how to use your, your time really well. And I promise you, this is not a time management conversation. This is a business building conversation. I want you to listen from that place. One of the things that I am most passionate about in the world is about maximizing our creativity and living creative, full, vibrant lives in the world because I believe that that makes everybody, it just makes everything better. It makes it work. And, and it gives workability to our lives. There's a few things that maximum creativity absolutely requires from us. And that is, number one, space. Both physical and space in our time and space in our brain to actually be focusing on ideas and to be connecting the dots. There are some things in our brains called synapses that let us connect seemingly random things to come up with the best possible solutions. And, and our brain statistically does not work well when it's really overloaded. It sort of short circuits. And to give you an example of this, Albert Einstein, um, when he first came to the United States, he actually lived here in Pasadena very close to me. And... Um, he would go into a dark room and sit when he was thinking about problems that he wanted to solve or physics issues. And so he would sit in silence in a dark room and just let his mind wander. Okay? So that example is actually um, about two pieces of the thing that creativity requires. Number one, physical time and space. And number two, which is a combination of structure and no structure. So his structure was go into a dark room, like that was part of his process, really. And then the other part was to wait 
and see what connections his brain would make, which was the no structure, the allowing intuition to come in. So number two that your creativity requires from you is a combination of structure and no structure. It's like the muscles without a skeleton wouldn't make a very good body, and the skeleton with no muscles wouldn't go anywhere. So structure with no um, vision and connective tissue to it, structure doesn't go anywhere either. It's just rigid. So the third thing is focus. <clears throat> and really the conversation around time is about focus, quite frankly. So when you're thinking about carving out time for your project, it's really about carving out focused time, not just random seconds, but the fact that you bring your attention to the project and you're present with what it is that you're doing and you take a few deep breaths in it. So um, with your time, there's a couple of things that most people overlook. And it was brought home to me recently by a book that I started reading. Um, I will send out the, the name of the book as I continue in it, into it. And it's called For Better or Work. Okay? So the book is For Better or Work. And it's by Meg Hirschberg, who's the wife of the founder of Stonyfield Farms Yogurt. So um, it reminded me about agreements around time and being clear with people about our commitment around time. So number one, about anything having to do with your use of time is about agreements you may have made about how you will use your time, and they could be past agreements, and then your priorities actually require new agreements. Okay. So by agreements around time, I mean agreements that say, for example, any time you are home, it's okay for your kids to be talking to you, or it's okay for your spouse to be talking to you, or um, agreements with yourself around you ha how you will invest time. And we make agreements both consciously and unconsciously. Um, it's the best example of an unconscious agreement is that you have a, a rhythm or a, a, a path that you take. Say, for example, that one of your uses of time is an unconscious agreement is that after dinner uh, you all sit in the living room and watch TV. You know, it's just an unconscious thing that you do, and it's sort of the accepted way that your home, your dynamic runs. And it's really critical to actually look and bring them to light. Unconscious agreements around use of your time um, create unconscious agreements around where your attention is. Okay, And so many times when you're up to something new, like building a business um, and, and working with your product, you have to have new agreements around time. And I'll get a little bit into some of the ways that I handle that. Um, the second thing is that you have to have priorities and a plan for achieving them. Um, I'm a big believer in, yes, let intuition and, and your spirit guide you and all of that. And... I'm a big believer in a plan, a plan with some flexibility, if you want to put it that way, but a plan um, makes a big difference. Like, what is it that you're trying to achieve? Because 
once you're clear about that, you can actually move to number three. And number three is the getting support. Okay? If you want to really leverage your time and you want to leverage everything you're doing, getting support is really important. And I would recommend that you get the best support you can possibly afford, even if you have to stretch to do it. Because um, I've had the example where I hired a virtual assistant, and they weren't really quite—they um, weren't quite a fit. And I kept them for about six months in one of my businesses, and. You know, it just slowed us down all the time, and it was a constant drag. And I was doing it because I thought that's what I needed to do at the time, and I didn't recognize the cost that it was having in terms of speed, of implementation of things, um, synergy within the team, and just general uh, dragginess. <laughs> so um, when you're looking to get support, you want to be very clear about what your goals are and get the appropriate support. One of the best first hires that I could recommend for pretty much everybody on this call is a personal assistant or an administrative assistant or someone who can at least run to the post office for you. Okay? And we can talk a little bit more about the types of hires. The fourth thing you want to look at when you're working to focus your time or to carve out time is the physical environment that suits the highest good of your goals. Okay. Now, um, some suggestions, very concrete here. When you are creating a home office, if that's where you're working, you want to look for a space, if you can, that's out of the traffic pattern of the home so that you are actually setting aside the space as a creative space for yourself and one that when you arrive to that space, you know that it's for certain activities. Okay, and I I work from a, a great home office frequently, and we actually have a sign. Um, we actually have several um, spaces here, and and they are all separate from the home. Um, they have doors. Um, there's everything we've done is to enhance the environment so it makes it pleasant to work in, but productive to work in. Um, I'm very protective of that space. And there's actually a sign I will put on my office door that says focusing. And that is the symbol to everybody else that, that works in the business that comes here to work whenever we're doing that, that I'm not to be disturbed, that I am working on a client project or I'm working on some marketing writing or I, I am having focused time. Because the reality is that for every interruption that you have in your day, say you're working on, a, on something or you're making phone calls or you're you know, going down through what you set up to do, for every interruption you have, the statistics are that it takes your brain 10 minutes to get back into the flow of that project when you go back to it. So for every interruption, you actually have the time to handle the interruption plus 10 minutes, okay? So if you're getting three interruptions in half an hour for random questions on something, that actually costs you an additional half hour in productivity. So it's absolutely imperative that you 
come up with a signal for the people that are around you and have a ground rule about it and make sure that everybody's just cool with it. Um, usually before I do focused time like that, um, I go to all the staff um, and I say, is there anything you need from me in the next two hours? Is there anything you need, you know, is there anything you need from me in the next half hour? However long I think the session that I need to focus is going to be. Um, so it's really important that you protect it, but you treat everybody with respect. Um, I add things like music that helps me focus. If I'm writing, I don't add anything with words. It's all instrumental. And um, the other thing you can do to help you focus your time is to dress the part. And um, it doesn't have to be, you know, full-on suit if that's what you interpret business attire to be, but putting business casual clothes on signals a lot of people that, hey, this is business time, and it can signal everybody else around you, particularly if you're working from a home office where you've got a lot of people in your family coming in and out, and they may not understand what's happening. Um, the fifth thing is, this, this is one of my favorites. I have a rule around no what I call hardizing or catastrophizing. And that is a rule about don't make it more difficult in your head before you do it. It's about letting things be mentally simple and clear and just understanding that everything's in stage and everything is a dialogue. Okay? So when you're looking to carve out time, um, it's about carving out focused time as, as one of the biggest values. I'm going to open up the lines because I see we've got a ton of people that have come into this. Um, and I want to make sure that we take questions. So if you're on the phone and you have a question, press star 7, and that will open up your line. Um, and if you want to, that will raise your hand, actually. Sorry. Sorry. I've got my codes wrong today. If you're on the phone line, press star 2, and that will raise your hand for a question. And if you're on the webcast and you want to ask a question, just type, go ahead and type that into the Q&A box, and um, it'll come across for us. So with that, I see we've got a question coming in from Texas. Um, how to package my product, the size, and who to get to produce the box and put items in it. Um, Greg, that is going to really massively depend on what the product is. Usually, if you're making it here in the U.S., um, you may want to have your manufacturer box it. If you're making it overseas and you're looking for a little bit of uh, distance and have them not quite know everything that's in the box all the time, then you want to maybe have a trading company put that together for you. Um, it really depends massively on your project. So um, that's the best answer I can give on that right now. Let's see. Um, I see that we've got a question on the phone line from 4737. Hi there. Who am I talking to? Hello. How are you doing Someone today? This is, this is Anthony. Hey, Anthony. Doorknobs. Hey, I hi. How are you doing? Sure. Um, I have a question. Um, the question is, when you're trying to get your idea going and you show somebody your idea, and then later on, they don't want to sign an NDA. Do you continue to try to get in touch with an individual that doesn't return a phone call, or do you just let it go and keep moving forward? 
You know, it depends. Um, if the reason that they're not – first off, a lot of companies will not sign your NDA um, because you have to keep in mind they see – so many projects, and everybody's NDA can be slightly different. And um, I was actually just talking to a company last week or the week before about this exact thing, and they said, yeah, we don't sign anybody's NDAs anymore because we see so many projects, and we just had it be that we had all these agreements out there that, you know, were for things that, that didn't go anywhere or for whatever reason, and it's just never worked for them. So they stopped doing NDAs with people. Um, okay. Do you continue and you have to, to, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Would you continue? Well, is it a manufacturer that you want to license your thing? or? Um, I was trying to work with somebody to try to get my project going. Um, mm-hmm. They've seen what I had. Um, later on, they, they, said, they asked me if I have an NDA. I said, yes. Um, could you email it? I emailed it to them several times and left messages, but they haven't returned a phone call back or even an email. So at Mm -hmm. this point, I'm wondering if I should still continue to call to try to get in touch with them or just move forward. Um, I would do a combination. First off, you have to understand that the fall can actually be a very active trade show season. So if they're going to trade shows, they might simply just be busy. Um, And, you know, I know that right now we had three clients exhibiting at a show um, in Vegas just like about 10 days ago. We've got another client coming up to a show. Um, You know, I don't think it's it's us that you're talking about, but if it's somebody that really has the the capacity, like to make your prototypes or something like that, and you really liked them, yeah, I would pursue it still, but I would also be looking for other options. You know, okay. if it's gone more than about, you know, a month or two and yeah. nothing has happened, then it's time yeah. to put some other people in the mix. Okay. Good enough. Thank you yeah. very much. You're welcome. I'm going to mute your line for your privacy. And anybody else, you can press star 2 on the phone lines. So that will raise your hand. And I'm going to go over to our Q&A and, uh, online and see. So, okay, everything looks good there. Um, so I know some of the challenges about um, time that brought up this topic are really around people that have um, family members or significant others that may or may not understand the project yet or believe in it yet. And I just want you to know a couple things. First off, um, they it, it, it's not it's going to sound strange. Whether they believe in your project or not is as much about their own fear and um, wanting things to maybe stay the same that they've been as it is about you. And I I want you to know that first off. So um, we've got a couple more questions coming in. So let's see. We've got uh, Denver, Colorado, 7070, last four digits. Hi there. Hi, Amy. It's Kate. I thought it might be you, Miss Kate Reed. How are you doing? 
I'm doing great. Thanks so much for taking my call. I have a question for you, Amy. We've been doing a lot of trade shows, as you mentioned, this month, and I'm doing follow-up. I usually follow up with an email a day or two after the trade show and just was wondering what is your recommendation for the, the follow-up phone call, the time frame, and the content of that call? Got it. It depends on the, the nature of how you connected with them already. Um, we're using a system, if anybody's interested in looking at it, I, I'll send out a, an affiliate link for it. Um, I'm really liking something called Send Out Cards, and we're using that more and more as part of the mm -hmm. mix of our follow-up because it's fun <laughs> um, yes. and it's different. You know, mm -hmm. I, I like fun and different, and, and it's working. Um, right. It lets us send a customized greeting card to people a physical, Excellent. actual, in-their-mailbox greeting card for really um, great price, you know, it's, and it's easy to do. Um, yes. So that can be a great mix, um, especially if you have a picture of them. You know, most of mm -hmm. the ones we're using are pictures of the people. Um, so great the idea. content of the phone call, um, it, I'm using more and more of our of social media combined with um, an email combined with a phone call. You have to remember mm -hmm. that right now, something like 80% of sales require more than five significant touches. Mm -hmm. And the majority of people, like, I mean, crazy, crazy percentage. Let me look up the stat here. Um, mm -hmm. Never even, let's see, what is it? Um, yeah, here Okay, 80% of sales are made on the 5th to 12th contact, and only 10% mm -hmm. of salespeople make more than three contacts. Ah, oh, gotcha. So most people stop after three. They go, oh, I don't want to bother the person, mm -hmm. right? And the majority mm -hmm. of business is done after five. Got it. That's a great so keep Keep your, your follow-up going, okay? Um, yes. The content of a phone call would be, it could be helpful kind of information. Mm -hmm. um, if you're doing social media with them, you know, mm -hmm. connect on Twitter and LinkedIn. LinkedIn tends to be better for professional mm -hmm. contacts. Mm -hmm. um, but you might actually promote their location. You might say, hey, I'm really excited that I met so-and-so from this place. Their rehab program looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Just for everybody who's, who's listening, um, Kate's actually been one of our clients in the past, so I know her business, and she works a lot with physical therapy centers. So that's what I mean when I say rehab. Um, yeah. <laughs> it could be misconstrued. It occurred to me. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Clarity. <laughs> so, so mix it up, okay? Okay. Um, gotcha. You know, a lot of times if you can promote that person or that mm -hmm. business, or you could say, hey, this was – it was awesome to meet you. Um, if you do it in social media, mm -hmm. it's a public conversation, mm. gotcha. um, which can be Great really idea. nice and can help their business goals. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's excellent. So, so for Terrific. any of our clients that are that are hearing this, um, we're doing more and more in social media. And if there's a particular account you're trying to get, and you'd like a little extra social media love for them, just let us know, okay? <laughs> Perfect. Thanks so much, Amy. I appreciate it. Sure, sure.
Sure. But the content of the phone call to do the follow-up, Kate, um, mm-hmm. first you want to follow up on any information that you set up an expectation about. Okay? Mm-hmm. Then after that, you know, like say they don't respond, they, you were supposed to call them about setting an appointment and they, they don't answer you. First off, mm-hmm. don't take it personally. They're busy. Nope. Okay? <laughs> yes. Just remember that. It's not personal. It's not you. It's they're busy. Nope. And um, the second one, I would just keep it kind of light and say, hey, Mm -hmm. just following up, um, I know you're probably really busy after the show, Mm -hmm. so you give them the gracious benefit of the doubt, Mm -hmm. and would still love to to set up a time for you to talk talk with you about blankety blank. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And then when you get to about the fifth one, if you, if you mix it up between social media, a LinkedIn recommendation, an email, a phone call, it doesn't seem so um, – it just doesn't seem so intrusive somehow. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's more well-rounded, and that's what I'd really recommend at this point. That sounds great. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. It's, it's, it's way more fun, too. <laughs> Fun and creative and different. Absolutely. You're the woman uh, yeah. that knows. Do you want the, Thank you so much. Do you want the information about send out cards? That could be a great addition. I think I have. Do you use Robert Rosenthal? No. Because no. I, I have met him and he does the send out cards, so um, I do have a contact there. So I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Amy. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm going to put you in line on mute for your privacy, and then I see we've got a call coming in from uh, here in California. Number ends in 9181. Hi there. Hi, Amy. This is Shireen. How are you? I'm doing great, Shireen. How are you? Fine, thank you. I really enjoy these sessions. I look forward to them every two weeks. Uh, awesome. Well, tell your friends about them. Bring all, bring other people, okay? <laughs> yes, yes. I have been telling people about this, and hopefully they joined you too. So thank you very, very much. I, You're welcome. What can you I do an, for you? I sent you an email. I went on the, uh, your Facebook, and I sent you the um, email for connecting me with someone else that you had said you put people together. Yes, the accountability partners. Yeah, I didn't get the email out. I was going to do it last week, and I ended up getting re-sick. So um, it will go out. I have it on my list for today. I'm I'm sorry about the delay, everybody. Oh, no, no. I just wanted to make sure that my name is on your list. That way you can uh, see if you can match me with somebody. That would be great. Perfect. For everybody who's not you know, who's new to the calls, because I know we have a bunch of new people today. Um, a couple, I think it was two calls ago, I offered that if anybody wanted an accountability partner for this last quarter of the year, um, to go to our Products to Profits Facebook page, and there is a post about, um, you know, last 90 days accountability partners, and we're going to pair people up. I am sending out the the pairings today. I did do them on Friday, so we just have to write the email and give you guys a little bit of context about the best way that that usually works. So for anybody who wants one, if you jump on it in the next like couple hours, I'll add you to the list. But you got to go to to 
um, Products to Profits Facebook page, okay? And then look for the post that's about 90-day accountability partners. It's, it's about six posts down, I think, right now. So, Sharon, we will take care of that today, okay? I, I have another question, too. Thank you very, very much. I have another question that I met the, uh, at the seminar that we both were there that I met you in Universal uh, City Studio. Mm-hmm. Um, I met a lady who has these gadgets to hang purses, mm-hmm. and I think she's your client. And I was wondering, do you think there would be any way I could work with her? I, she's not a client of ours. I actually have one of her products here on my desk, though, and mm-hmm. I don't remember her first name off the top of my head. Um, but let's see, I would recommend that you go to her website. Which let's see if I can find it. Uh, Finderskeypurse.com is the the name. So Finders, F-I-N-D-E-R-S, key, K-E-Y, purse, P-U-R-S-E, dot com, and see if there's a contact us form. Oh. I, I know that I introduced the two of you at the yes, event. Yes, but she didn't really, was very responsive when I talked to her, and I thought maybe because she wants to get to other people or something, but I, I didn't know, you know, I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. He, he yeah, didn't she's, want to she's talk not too a much. client of ours. Oh, she is not. Yeah, so. No. So I would recommend you reach out again, though. Oh. You know, it, it goes to that same thing about that I was just talking with Kate. You know, people people are busy, and mm-hmm. it's not personal. It's, you know, she was at an event with yes. a ton of other people right. trying to get to everybody as well. I mean, none of us are at our best in that situation, really. Um, for a focused conversation, I would reach out to her after. Oh, okay. Okay, I will do that then. Thank you very, very much. You're, you're welcome. I'm going to mute your line for your privacy. And then there's one thing I just that this conversation right now just brought up, and that is this. You have to understand, everyone, all of us, that when you are at an event or a trade show or attending a trade show, whether you're exhibiting, whatever, That is not the time for a highly focused conversation. That is a time for gathering leads. And those leads then turn into prospects that may turn into um, referral partners or clients or or a more solid business relationship. But it's really hard to get a focused conversation all the way finished at a show or at an event. They are pretty much lead generation opportunities for the most part. And so I, I, I don't take things personally from those events. You've got to actually just know that, hey, everything you want in life requires follow-up. And that's whether it's sharing a booth with somebody or a new client or a new account or a great retailer or someone to license your product. It all requires follow-up. So with that said, I'm going to take um, one last question, if anybody's got one. Um, Press star 2, that'll raise your hand. And if you're on the webcast, great. It looks like everybody's complete over there. Cool. Um, And if we don't have any other questions, we'll wrap for today. Um, And, oh, anybody who is in the San Francisco area 
Um, I am going to be up in San Francisco on November 14th. I'll be speaking at a funding conference on the marketing panel. It's the same event that Sharon and I met at. So great event. Um, there's usually the San Francisco one about 300 people and some off-the-chart contacts. Um, we will have a complimentary ticket for you if you'd like, and I will be sending out a link for that as soon as I get it from the organizers. Uh, should be later this week. So <clears throat> with that, um, thank you so much for investing your time with us today. I know that that is one of the most valuable resources you have, and I really want to encourage you to create space, and by that I mean physical as well as time in your calendar for your creative projects. It's really important so that you um, create the maximum results. With that, everybody, have a great, great week. We will be sending out some additional notices and some fun, cool things coming up. So if you want an accountability partner, go over to Facebook, um, Products to Profits webpage, and look for the post about the accountability partners. Um, the image is a pad of paper with a pen on it, and we'll get those set up for you today. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week.